0: What's up, guys? It's Alex Greg and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
1: Hey, this is Benny Bloss, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show, best one out there.
2: All right here we go. Another episode of the Moto X-Pod show. You guys know there was no races this last weekend, but we've got some great guests coming up. But first, I want to thank all of our sponsors at Cherubis USA. For decades, the Cherubis has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. with products that fit perfectly look amazing. And last, the Cherubis has what you need. So visit USA.com or call 1-800-659-1440. Let Brian Fullerton, Talon Volan, take care of you. Always let them know that the Moto X-Pod show sent you. And, uh, Jake, I'm talking to you. Yeah, Jordan told me you crashed this weekend, tore your bike up a little bit. You need some new plastic, so you better go visit a beast. Better let them know that uh, you're supporting the show, so they keep supporting us. Also, on board, X-Brand goggles. The new Lucid goggle is out. I have been selling those things, like, left and right. I cannot keep them in stock. Just place another order today. Hit me up, mx 3 at AOL.com if you uh, want some pricing. Also, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID at Berm Lords on Instagram for your graphics and jersey lettering. Our jerky on board, Uh RJ texted me today and needs to apologize. He said, uh, I actually placed an order last night, and he realized that the, the Moto X-Pod show's code, the discount code, which is Moto XPOD 21. That's a capital M. Moto XPOD 21. Was only taking 20% off one item, not the whole cart. And he apologizes for anybody that's already ordered. That is now fixed. So hit up our jerky, get some of their beef jerky, support the Wadesman brothers. Also, Williams Moto Works on board. Their Instagram is at Williams underscore Moto Works, And that's W E R X. Go support those guys. Supporting some of the pro teams in the pits with their uh, with his engine work, killing it, and of course Doc Smith's bikes taken care of by Williams Motorworks. Also, extreme colors, helmet painting, torque one racing, shock socks, all sport dynamics, blood lubricants. We're gonna talk about those guys in a minute, TJ. Fly racing. We've got a great giveaway that we're gonna do this month with fly racing. And if you got WP suspension, check out Power Band Racing. All on board the Moto X Pod show. Great show tonight. Jake Weimer's going to come on, be his first time on our show, as well as Max Anstey. First time for both those guys. Should be fun. In studio. DJ TJ, what's up, man? Two weeks in a row. Well, I mean, I guess if we'd done a show last week, it would have been three weeks in a row. Yeah. but That's kind of amazing. Well, I mean,
3: I'm two weeks Except- in a row, I look at my new setup. I've got, like, <laughs> yeah, new, new equipment. I show up, y'all, I got new stuff, then I'll keep showing up. That's
2: thanks to our Patreon supporters. We got oh, yeah. new laptops, so you can improve... The way the YouTube video looks, adding sponsor logos. Oh, no, no. This is
3: just for me to use for my own stuff. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Well, whatever. (laughs) Thanks to our Patreon supporters. No, it's it's awesome. It it actually makes it so much easier to do exactly the same thing.
2: (laughs) Okay, it makes it easier. That's all all that matters. Uh, Scotty wasn't here when I told you this. Scotty, we got some hate mail on TJ this last email last week. Somebody was like, "Yeah, it sucks when DJ Tj's in." Like, like legit or yeah. Like, and I like, asked for an explanation of why, and I uh, did not get a response. Tell him actually what they See, said. If he can, if he can give, I don't. Re- I think what I told you, uh, I was exaggerating. Oh, okay. I do not remember what I said to you. <laughs> what did I say?
3: Well, the show effing sucks oh, whenever yeah. Tj's in. I don't there.
2: think he worded it like that. I'd have oh. to go find the email. I was just I was exaggerating really hoping it. that's what he said. Yeah, maybe he did. I I have to go look. Also in studio, Scotty T. What up, dude? Oh, just trying to get my life together over here. I'm just in chairs and. I'm- Trying to I'm stay on to mic. Go. He's always yeah, making the show better. Trying to stay on mic. Yeah. Right, like, over here. All over the place. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So giveaways. We've got a little bit of time before we get Jake on. Oh, wait, Jake ho- and Cope. Hold on a second.
4: Well, was is if the guy can give an actual reason why, then that's fair. But if he can't, then yeah, I don't we, think we don't need, responded need no cyberbullying. No cyberbullying. Um, yes. Me,
2: let me see if I can find. You know what? It might have been in the YouTube comments. I don't know. I'd have to go back and find it. Okay. So I can't do that right now. I don't have time. Okay. Don't have time for that. Um. JT announced last night on Pulp, for those listening, that the new fly kin- the 21 Fly Kinetic Mesh will be out Friday, available. I think it's available Friday. The riders will be wearing it in Atlanta on Saturday. We're going to give a set of the brand new, not even yet? released yet. I have not seen it yet. Oh, wow. Kinetic Mesh gear. And we're not going to do just for our patron supporters' this time. We're not going to do just YouTube. But you guys got to work for it a little bit. We also have another sponsor that is a big deal to us that you guys support. And that's Blood Lubricants. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to go to bloodlubricants.com and you're going to place an order. Uh, you're going to use promo code, all caps, MotoX. bloodlubricants, B-L-U-D, bloodlubricants.com. Place an order. Whoever at the end of the m- month of April has spent the most, and you guys are going to have to send me a copy of your receipt to the Moto Show at gmail.com email. Whoever spends the most at bloodlubricants is going to win themselves a brand new set of Fly Kinetic Mesh gear. Um, I want to support a couple of our sponsors, and I, I figure this is kind of a cool way to do both. Get everybody.
3: Well, it's a win-win because Dude. I mean, honestly, I know I say it all the time, and and I know, I mean, obviously, I mean, people don't know me and know how much time I spend inside working on motors. It's mind-boggling how good this stuff is. Like, I've actually contacted um, what's the guy uh, Jeff 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 Green to see if I can get like a bulk version of that oil to put in my personal vehicles oh yeah i'm telling you it's that yeah i
2: mean they run it in in freaking sprint cars you know 850 900 horsepower sprint cars that are running at peak performance you know and, and as i've said before when i when the it wasn't the world of outlaws but it was the tony stewart series came through here yeah i interviewed three of the drivers that are sponsored by blood and like hey how does it work for you guys and their mechanics were like yeah, we can go longer without changing and the stuff always looks fresh, just like we hear for the two for the dirt bikes, which you've said Kiefer was the first one that told us that. Uh, Kiefer is also supported by Blood Lubricants, but we yep. don't want you using his code. We want you using ours, Moto X, all caps. Yep. But yeah, and then you, you could all you got so you go buy yourself some blood lubricants oil for your bike. They also they have the Pro Elite series, the Pro Series. They have chain lube, penetrating lube, degreaser, polyclean, detailer, pre-ray spray, bloodbath. Uh, gear differential oil, suspension fluids, all kinds of awesome stuff at Blood Lubricants. You can buy whatever you want, spend a fortune, use the code. And at the end of the month, if you spent the most out of the Moto X-Pod show listeners, you're going to get a free set of Fly Kinetic gear, Fly Kinetic mesh gear right before summer. None of us have any. I'm probably not even going to get any. Um, I think it's going to be fairly limited because everything's selling so fast. Right. But we're going to have a set to give away. What do you think about that, Scotty? Um, that's
4: awesome. I think that, uh, I'm... I burned my parents up my fly pants, and I also need
2: oil for my KTM. So so you can yeah. enter, although you're not I'm eligible. not going to win, but... TJ said the same thing. Yeah, I said, well, I, I need fly. You know what? I do, do want to use that on my bike, though. I feel like I should say, well, if you guys spend the most, maybe you are eligible. Oh. Ooh. Now, I might take it back at the end of the month, month I've got once like you spend the money. i got
4: like four or five bikes that need oil right now, so... Right.
2: <laughs> well, we can probably work on that. But I think that's a really cool contest. I, I want one. you guys to support these sponsors. It does mean a lot to us. Um yeah I just changed some my my engine oil the other day, and, and it looks like I almost feel like I could put it back I know. in. it had forty hours on the bike, which is longer than I normally go, and I felt like yeah that stuff looks fresh you know
3: it's crazy an oil that for anybody who's into oil stuff, it's that slick and can create that low of friction, and yet the clutches last longer yeah. it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. I don't right. know what their additives are it's magic but it, it's magic in well, a bottle it's blood. It's blood i mean
2: it comes from the blood of of unicorns of past, <laughs> yes, unicorns and past superstars of supercross and motocross. Love you know it. they, Jeff, when they were doing blood tests for drug testing, I mean McGrath's blood may be in there for all we know. Dude, I would buy oil
4: that had McGrath's blood. Well, there, you go. <laughs> there I, you go. I think
2: that's where the name came from. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what we. That's the contest. Um, we also, if you guys can see on camera, on YouTube, but even if you're listening in the archives, I've got a bottle of. Bloodline bloodbath bike wash. Yep. Bloodline detailer, which I actually used on my truck the other day, and some uh, what what weight is this here? Ten W forty. Yep. Four stroke oil. We're gonna give away that from an archive listener. So if you're on YouTube or you listen this week or next, you got two weeks, middle of the month. So next week is a show on Monday because of the change of schedule and math is change screwing us over. But the week after that, yeah. so the week after next, shit. Yeah, I think I can do that because I'm going to Salt Lake City for the finals. But that next show, two shows from now, we'll, we'll pick a winner for this blood oil. Here's the trivia question. Jake Weimer's coming on tonight. Trivia question, answer at MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. What was Weimer's second full season as a professional Supercross rider? So what year, second full season in Supercross, what was his best finish in that season where was that best finish? And if he did not win, who did win? Does that make sense or is that too much? No, I get it. I, okay. I I'm Do trying you know to the ra- answer. Yes. Well he looked it up, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I know everything about Jake Weimer He's Every single race, every detail, every pass, I know this answer obviously. I'm trying to think Naturally. second full season, I bet I know who won. I won't
3: say anything. Okay.
2: Please don't. Oh, I won't. Second full but season, it, his best finish in Supercross, where it was, if he didn't win, who won? Yeah. Year. That's a good one. Year venue, deep. yeah. finishing position, position. Th- who won the race, whether it be Jake or somebody else. Yeah. Not that big a deal. You know, and you'll win some blood oil products. Yeah. I'll send you guys some stickers. Hopefully, I won't forget that. Um, Something else I didn't talk about. So, with our deal with X-Brand, we get free goggles here and there to give away. It's been a little while since I've got any. We get Lucids free are, ones. When do I well, get free he's, ones? Well, he's he's given us some to give away. I was like, what? Where, where where listeners get free ones. Where the
4: F was I when we got ice cream. <laughs> there are no available,
2: <laughs> there are no Lucids available for that right now. He is selling them like crazy. Mm, excuse me. But I pay for the goggles that I sell. I'm going to get a set of a new shipment next week. I'm going to give away a set of Lucid goggles to one of our Patreon supporters also in two weeks. So if you want to join Patreon and get signed up, it would be really nice if you signed up and stayed more than just a month to get some goggles or the possibility of getting some goggles, but we need, we appreciate, we really like having our Patreon supporters. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com. Go support the show, sign up, and you might win a set of the brand new Lucid Goggles, and I'll probably throw in a set of tear-offs because, you know, you need tear-offs, right, for goggles. We don't want to scratch the lenses. But uh, I'll do that out of my own pocket, so, yeah, we because that's I appreciate you guys helping us out. Like I said, we got a new laptop. I am going to the finals in Salt Lake City. That a lot of that comes from patron supporters, some of our sponsors. But anyway, okay, let's shift gears. We've got about 10 more minutes for Jake Weimer. I think we all got to ride a little bit this weekend. Yep. Well, I've been moving,
3: but then you say you rode but I, somewhere that I rode in Athens. Like, Athens? Yeah. yeah, that was fun.
2: So, just briefly, how'd that go?
3: I mean, who'd you ride with? Um, Me, I went with JT and... Fooley, not
2: Jason Thomas. Yeah, JT
3: and um, (laughs) um, Chase were out there. They were pretty much done by the time me and Doc got there. It was like a last minute. That was last weekend, wasn't it? That was last weekend, but it was the first time that my son and I actually got to go ride just loading up to go ride not a race we just threw bikes in the van yeah, yeah. and went to ride. and i know it sounds dumb to people who just go ride a lot but we never do that it's always going to a race yep. every time we get on a bike it's a race pretty much that was a lot of fun and i got to ride his bike i was telling you uh williams moto works built this 250 for him and i've never ridden one of those bikes i just try to stay no, off other like people's full bike. race bike full race this is a full blown this is a supercross bike with moto Ooh. suspension on it and um i got off the bike and i'm like it doesn't feel fast. It's like my bike, I, I was like, th- I was like, your 250 is easier to ride maybe, but it doesn't feel as fast as my 252 stroke. And he goes, well, let's put a stopwatch on it. What do you think?
4: The, what's your faster on?
3: That, well, yeah, which one was I faster on and by how much do you think?
4: The, now, I got off the bike saying... Raising my hand. Can I guess? Can yeah, I guess? you
3: know. He knows. Oh, he but, knows? Yeah, okay, I I'm
4: know, here, I'll give a legitimate... Okay, I say that you were... What kind of track was it? It's Athens. Athens? Oh. A motocross cross
2: track, fool. Come on, we got well,
4: eight minutes. Okay, uh, I would say that out there, you were probably a second and a half faster on the 250F.
3: I was faster on the 250F, you're right, by six seconds a lap. What?
4: Six? What and you I was doing? pushing.
3: I was on both bikes. I was trying. And I really wanted my bike to you win. Don't, you don't feel it on that. You don't feel how much difference you make on that. That Porsche motor track. that he built for that bike is unbelievably fast but it, you don't feel it it's just so weird six seconds, six seconds I mean, that is
4: lap. not a long track it's maybe a mile no yeah.
3: it's a yeah so anyways did that and you got to go ride in oklahoma
4: yeah i rode like they're
3: basically like
4: utv trails
3: how was that on a dirt but bike
4: it actually pretty legit because it's like it was like all rocky and up big trails and stuff gotcha. so like a little bit of road riding but then i would find a little spot to like just climb up a hill like going through pine trees and just, like, bouncing over logs and stuff. So it's kind of fun to do something different, but I'm definitely ready for a motocross track again. I'm,
2: I'm, yeah, I got to ride a little bit. We don't have a lot of time to talk about it. I got to ride a little bit also. Where I at? I went to South Central. Oh, yeah. Uh, Richard out there, he he let myself and Michael Dean Gage, my buddy, come out. It was his 50th birthday, and he's like, yeah, come MDG. on out. He's, what's that? No, no. Oh, MDG. Yeah, yeah. He said, come on out. Track's not going to be prepped. Don't bring a bunch of people like just you and one other guy. But you can come ride. Don't worry about it. Just He, didn't have, a, he, didn't, he have didn't have a prep pre- during the weekend? Okay. He was prepping it on Friday for Saturday. It, was, this Friday. Friday. it was Friday. Good oh, Friday. I was off. So yeah. it was very, very last minute. Yeah. But we rode the uh, Loretta's um, replica track yep. and the vet track. And just basically, I just cruised. Man. I mean, well, that's all I can do anymore. Like, I was out of shape. I don't ride. So I just, I basically never got over half throttle. Mm-hmm. I just tried to cruise, cruise and have fun and it was a good time though. No crashes. Um, I think we did three, about sixteen minute motos because yeah. I had my GoPro on the whole time, so I kind of could see at the end how far it was and just. And Gage is so much faster than I am, but he like slowed down so that we could just kind of ride side by side and kind of yeah. pass he, each other. ride. He's did fun he, to ride did he, with. he ride for fifty minutes? No, he rode like when I was done, he pulled off. He was just oh, we really? were just there to hang out. Okay. He wasn't trying to do like his normal thing and run out a, a few tank out and go get more.
4: That day we went to Oak Hill. He rode. Yeah. He raced. He got there, raced, yep. and then rode for, like, three hours. Yeah, yep. uh, Yeah. It's, that's how he is. Yeah, the it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. He's a
2: machine. He's, he's prepping to r- start racing a little more, hopefully next year. But, yeah, it was a good time, and I appreciate Richard uh, I for allowing chart. us to come out and just, like, if, I tried to pay him, and he said, don't worry about it. If anybody's out there, I'm sure, like, they have a lot of stuff on South Central, I mean, like, on
4: Instagram and stuff. If, if it's three or four hours away and you haven't decided if it's not worth it, next time they do a prep, go to that track. Cause yeah, it, that's awesome. It Especially if
3: they're prepping both tracks, yeah, so you get
2: choices. It's, it's so much fun. that it's. And He's, it, he's building a UTV track, too, apparently, because that's starting to pick up. So that would be cool for some of our friends who are into that. You know, Chad Mayo doesn't yeah. really ride moto anymore. He He's all into UTVs. And, yeah. um, and Rick Sage owns RCS, that Salvage Yard 271.
3: Oh, yeah. They're real big into okay, that.
2: So that. but that's cool. I mean, yeah, he's always trying to do improvements and – yeah, he, he listens. He's good. He's he's yep. a good dude. Yeah, we're going to actually talk. Jake Weimer knows him pretty well, and Richard told me that Weimer may be doing a clinic out there or two. Oh, okay. Um, and we're going to talk about that. He doesn't, there's no detail set yet, but what we will talk about J- with Jake is, you know, well, like, what do you plan on touching on, maybe, or whatever, because he, like, texted me a little while ago, he's like, like, we don't know anything. We're just barely yeah, talking just about kinda, it right yeah. now. Okay. But, you know, that's in East Texas, so that'd be cool for some of our local listeners You want to... Go see, go to a clinic with Weimer. That'd be pretty badass. That'd be pretty cool. So, uh, let's see where are we at six minutes. Let's, let's take a commercial break and we'll be back with Jake Weimer. What's
0: up guys. This is the seven juice trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about a Turbis USA for decades. The has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards in 2020 they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, Hockey, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to acherubyusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440, and y'all better tell them Motorized Pajro sent you.
2: Hey, Dad. Great race. All right, guys, we are back with our first guest of the night, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, which have grown into the top choice goggle for many of the top privateers in the business. Jacob Hayes, Ryan Breeze, John Short, A-Ray, Kyle Chisholm, all have been X-Brand Goggles. The new Lucid is out. Hit me up, DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. Tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us first-timer, Jake Weimer. What's up, Jake?
1: Not too much. What's going on, fellas?
2: Not a lot, man. Excited to finally have you on. Um hell, I feel like I asked you and first started trying to get this thing going at the Anaheim Pulp Show like two years ago. And yeah, I remember seeing you there. Yeah, I yeah. That. Yeah. So yeah. that was like the first introduction. Now you're finally on your career's complete, dude. You're on the Moto X Pod show.
1: <laughs> That's right. I've checked all the boxes.
2: I mean, I think after Mathis kind of told you your two fifty championship doesn't really matter, this has got to right, be the right. highlight.
1: Yeah. I, I, it's a, it's top three. Oh, awesome. I love it. I love it.
2: All right, Jake. So man, um, you back racing a little bit. It sounds like talk about that. What's going on with that? No, I, I mean, I, since I stopped racing
1: professionally, I think, I think I've lined up twice. Um, I actually, I would like to do a little bit more than I, well, that's not true. Cause I did that moto fight club thing. So I think I've lined up three times, but, uh, i you know, I don't mind it. I, I would like to do more. The problem is I just, I don't ride very much. So, um, and not really by choice. We don't, where I live, there's just not, not many places to ride. So we're actually just now working on getting our own personal, um, track set up. We got the water system put in, uh, last, last summer. And so we're having someone come out to, to throw us a track together. And, um, so yeah, I plan on doing a lot more riding, uh, this summer, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe 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 some few <laughs> local races.
2: Well, is is uh, is it a possibility that our friend Richard uh, cutback maybe doing that track or? Do you have yeah, some-
1: that's the plan. Yep, that's the plan. Is uh, I've obviously uh, known him just throughout the years, you know, yeah. building Supercross tracks and stuff. So yeah, um, talk. To, so yeah, the plan is he's supposed to come up and and kind of uh, tune it up a little bit. But we we already have an existing track there, but just okay. kind of. Some give it a makeover and give it a bit of a facelift and make it look pretty.
2: So going back to racing a little bit here and there and starting to ride, I mean, do you still have that, like, is it still important to you to try to find time? Like, do you want to get back to racing, just local races or whatever, getting back on a bike, or is it not really matter that much?
1: No, I wouldn't say it matters that much. I definitely, it's not important to me that I line up and race, but... I definitely i do think it's in, you know there there's guys that you know have had a career racing supercross motocross that you know some some like to ride and mm-hmm. some honestly don't really like to I'm sure they did at some point, but just you know when they're done they're done Yep. and I still actually really enjoy riding I really do so um I try and make it a point um you know to get out there and ride i think it you know helps put me in a better mood and clear my brain a little bit. And just, I don't know, you do something that long. And I feel like, you know, and I understand some guys are not like this, but for me, it's, um, it's hard to just not do it. You know, yeah, I, I, I still, I still really enjoy it. So, but I, I, what I would say is that, um, you know, I'm it's not to the point where it's like, I'm going to go pound motos, a dusty, blown-out track, like okay. you know, I'll go, I'll go trail ride or go do whatever. That's fine, but I guess it's a little more fair weather now. Like if the dirt's good, track's fun, I'm, I'm all on board. I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, I guess that's a, about it, really. But as far as the racing stuff, no, that's not. You know, if I've been riding semi-frequently, I, I enjoy it. But the problem is, is that I still am a little bit too competitive, so. Sure. So if I haven't really been riding, then it's not really fun because I'm not really comfortable and, you know, still don't really like to get beat. So (laughs) it's it's kind of. Yeah, it's and just, you know, get older and family and, you know, other other things, you know, consume my time a little bit more now. So just different. But
4: but
2: I do still enjoy it. Awesome. Scotty.
4: Um, well, first of all, Jake, I just want to say that you know I followed your whole career. We're about the same age, and uh, I just always thought you were you were you're one of my favorites. So it's good, it's cool to talk to you. And I just want to say, that, you know, I appreciate everything that you do. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So my question was, I I felt like you know guy factory guys like you and RV were really close, and a lot of the teammates were closer then. nowadays. Like we've talked to a couple of guys when Tomac and AC's camp, they don't really they do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Kenny and Sexton do their own thing. Cooper and Marvin do their own thing. And that doesn't seem like they, they are teammates anymore. What do you, what do you you think that that's something that they should get back to? Or do you see why they do it that way?
1: I don't know. I think that's a valid question. Um, But I guess what immediately came to my mind is that, you know, I was friends with Ryan when we were 14, 15 years old, you know, years before we ended up in the Cowie truck together. So I guess that's, in that scenario, it's different. You know, we kind of grew up racing with each other and we were, you know, not super close just cause he was in Washington. I was in Idaho. So, um, we were always cool and, and kind of track buddies, you know, a little bit later. Um, but it was just, that to me, it just seemed more normal. We were already friends before we were in that truck together. So, okay. um, yeah, I guess other than that, I, do they need to No, I don't, I don't, I don't see there being a need, but I, I do know what you're saying. I think there is um, – I guess I can't tell you why.
4: I don't <laughs> yeah, know. It's,
2: it's a, and a, well, I find it interesting because, like, we've become pretty good friends with, like, Ryder D and some of the mm-hmm. younger kids. You know, Carson before he went pro, Carson Mumford, and a few of these kids that yeah. are all good buddies, and they still hang out, and they like to go – they go train together sometimes. They race against each other. And then when they're not training, like, hit, like Ryder and Jet Reynolds, they'll go – They'll go ride in the desert together and play, ride. Right? And, like, to me, racing motorcycles starts out as family and your buddies. So, if you could keep it fun with your buddies, even though it's a job and competitive, I yeah. feel like that would – I guess I've never been in your position, obviously, right? So, I don't know yeah, how difficult it I is to separate. I know what
1: you're saying. But it, I know what you're saying. And, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't know – I guess when Ryan and I first started hanging out a lot, a lot, was – we were both in the lights class, but you know, I was, you know, once in a while I'd get on the podium, but you know, realistically, I was like a fifth through 10th is kind of where I'm guessing where I would average out. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, uh, which he actually kind of, cause we were buddies already and he needed kind of a training partner. And so he had recommended that I hire his trainer at the time. And that's when we started hanging out a lot, a lot, um, and then, you know, he got out of the 450 class that same year. He, he finished out. We basically raced. We were training together, hanging out together, and we raced that summer together. And I think I did get a couple podiums that summer, but I wasn't really a threat to him. You okay. know, he was kind of by himself. And then he got on a 450. And then I put together a couple of years pretty good on a on the light spike and you know could win and couple of, a couple um, of good a
3: couple of good years.
1: Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, yeah. But and then once I got on a four fifty, like I was learning, and by that point he had already spent a couple of years there and gotten himself sorted out, and then he was winning, and then again I was like, you know, whatever, fifth, sixth, seventh, and then the next year. I could get on the podium, but I still wasn't necessarily a threat to him. I mean, maybe I'd have a good day here and there at the practice track, but I i don't know if that would have changed had we both been fighting for a title in the 450 class. I mean, I guess just naturally, I'm going to guess that it probably would have changed. Yeah. We'd probably be friends today, but at that time, I think that it probably could have made it tough.
2: Yeah, I just, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around what you guys have to deal with at that level because I always want to ride with my buddies, you know, and I, obviously I don't want to get beat. Like TJ and I have had battles and we race the same class. And, like, I really don't care where I finish as long as I finish in front of him. Right. But I've never right. had a paycheck on the line either or millions of dollars. You know, Steve likes to say yeah. you know, millions and millions of dollars <laughs> So yeah, So, right. maybe that does change things. But, I don't know. TJ, what – We got something? a
3: couple of questions from listeners on YouTube. c uh, 187 okay. was wanted to know, when you ride, do people still try to jump in with you and try to beat you to the practice tracks?
5: Um –
1: yeah, it's kind of tough to say. I mean, yeah, I guess I would say a little bit, not but also the majority of the riding that I've done the last couple of years has kind of been just with with friends and mm. and right around home. So, it's not like, like I was in California I was in California the month of February and I I think I went to Glen Helen once, uh, State Fair once. Actually, um but and no, it didn't really happen there. Um there's other guys, you know, for those guys to chase, um, those up and come, there's other guys that are, that are quicker than I am now. It's, it's so,
3: nice being the vet guy at the track, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, not too much. I'm not going to tell you that it never happens, but not too much.
3: Oh, uh, Ron dog asked, um, everyone started racing because it was fun. It seems racing professionally and the pressure of winning takes the fun out of it. He was wondering how it was for you pre pro racing pro and now retired like with the how is the fun level from when you first started during the pros we know how that goes for some guys and then now
1: well it changes it kind of it kind of feels like a roller coaster a little bit um that's one thing like i mentioned earlier even when i was a kid teenager and even younger than that like i always really really liked riding so i you know i rode a lot um and then turning into the on the pro side of things Um, that's more where the roller coaster side comes in, where it's kind of like an oxymoron. It seems really easy and fun when you're doing well and you're hitting your (laughs) goals. And then when you're struggling, it just seems like an absolute job. Like it's just nothing's (laughs) clicking. You're, you're just seems like you're a tick off everything you do. So, um, you know, kind of an oxymoron. When when you're winning and everything's good, it's just it's fun. It seems pretty easy to get out of bed and get on your bicycle or get the gym or do your motos. Like, right. so and and then as far as now, um, for the most part, I really enjoy it. Like, once in a while, I'll catch myself kind of like I don't think that competitiveness goes away. Like, I'm way more realistic now. Like, I don't expect myself to do something, but Sometimes it can get a little bit weird when my brain knows what to do, but I don't (laughs) ride enough, so I can't do it. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and say I get frustrated, but because I don't expect it out of myself. I don't. I I guess almost what's harder is if I show up somewhere and people, you know, know it's me or whatever. I feel like sometimes other people expect more of me than I do myself. (laughs) Where It's just like, dude, I just want to ride like it's not. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not getting paid for this anymore. I, I just, let me have fun. So, um, Well, real quick. I would say the feeling of just writing for fun is similar to like when I was a teenager. Well,
3: awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a quick, we have two more listener questions and I'm going to throw one in real quick. Is there mm-hmm. going to be a, a, a vet race, with with you, Alessi's and <laughs> Villapoto at, at Loretta's like, is that going to be something you think that'll ever happen? you going to ever go sign up for that?
1: Um, I I I mean obviously I can't speak for those guys, but I, for you. I have I have tossed around that idea. Um and I'm not gonna say that it's not possible. The problem is is that if I'm gonna do it, I wanna be ready. Yeah. Because if you <laughs> yeah. go to Loretta's and you're not ready and you're not, you know, in shape, it's hot, it's rough, gonna it's not worked. gonna be fun. It's right. gonna be miserable.
3: Well, I remember so, that's how old I am. I remember you the Alessi brothers, Ilupoto, yeah. that that whole group coming up through eighty fives, and yeah. like, and I just got to thinking about that. That could be pretty interesting to see all of y'all back on the line again. It would,
2: it, it would yeah. sell some
1: tickets. <laughs> no, I think it would be fun, but that I mean, that's part of like I said earlier about us getting our own track so that we can control it, water it, ride it. Because yep, yep. up until really since I've been home back in Idaho, there's just there's just really not a lot of places to ride. So. Um my riding the last couple of years has been very minimal.
2: Okay. If if you were to say decide all right, I'm gonna train, I'm gonna ride a more, I'm gonna prepare for Loretta's twenty twenty two. How do, mm-hmm. Would Nicole be all in? Is she good with it? Or she oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, cool. she doesn't mind.
3: She's probably like my wife. My wife sometimes go tells me, go ride. Go do something. Because she, like, I yeah, get pissed absolutely. off at everything. She's like, you need to be on a bike. Yeah. All right, I got two more yeah. questions real quick. Um, Listener questions. Yeah, listener questions. Moto Limited yeah. Network asks, um, how often
2: do you hear Jake and Coke being said to that's you? Our, that's our Australian buddies, yeah. Moto Limited Network.
1: Actually, I would, it's funny you bring that up because I I was just having a conversation with one of my business partners the other day or today sorry um, it actually happens a lot so <laughs> I was having a conversation with him about we're working on a website for our dealership that we're going to sell some stuff on uh-huh. um, and we have a little bit of merch stuff um, just through our dealership and I was like man maybe we should make like a a jake and coke like t-shirt or something because i oh. think that we
2: might be able to sell them that would set it this quite off. frequently oh you, you, yeah. have, to you have to do credit. it he's gonna want a oh percentage. you have to do
3: it you have to do it okay yeah and then the last listener question how many sponsors do you still have from the time when you were like pro i mean how did those guys how does that work now
0: um
1: i mean i look Thankfully, like a lot of the companies that I've ridden for over the years, like still support me, and um, you know, I it's pretty nice. I I guess I don't know how to answer that question. I don't have a number off the top of my head, but um, there's several companies. I mean, Renthal, Twin Air, yeah, I got Backyard Designs helping me out, Seven, CD Bell. Um, there's, there's a whole salute. Dunlop has sent me tires like it. And that's pretty cool. That's nice that that's cool. They don't just drop feel. you.
2: That says a lot about yeah, your personality yeah, yeah. and your, 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 um, what am I, like your legacy? I mean, you know, maybe you didn't, you know, you didn't go win a 450 championship, but I think you're the type yeah. of person that, you know, sponsors like, and they stick around with that's really, that says a lot about who you are. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, honestly, I mean, it, that's not all by accident. Sure. I, mean, I I guess it's probably just the way I was raised and just really tried hard to not burn any bridges along the way. And, um, you know, everybody likes to have a little help along, you know, down the road. So, um, yeah. And, and still have even companies that I don't use their product, um, still have a lot of really good relationships. I guess I should throw pro circuit in there because obviously Mitch, Mitch Mitch, has always been really good to me. So, of um, but yeah, like I said, even even companies that maybe I don't use their product today, you know, still have talk to them, have good relationships with them. When I see them, we we chat for a minute, and
4: yeah, good to hear. Um, <clears throat> it seems like the uh, the the amateur kids coming up is a is a more of a crew of the of the kids that either come from riding de- riding families as their dads, and like they have like these programs already lined up. And they're not it doesn't seem like they have to sacrifice as much as like because I know like I remember your story where you like your dad put up your generational farm. And I know like mm-hmm. like Poto's dad like like sold their house. And like do you think that that like makes a difference when these kids like get hungry and get in these title fights? And like do you think do you think that some of that's missing or do you think these kids like are so programmed now it's almost like the robots and it, it doesn't it doesn't need that anymore?
1: Oh, that's a good it's a honestly a really good question and I'm probably biased um yeah <laughs> but it but it sounds like but it sounds like the age old story like oh you know walking uphill to school both directions you know back in my day yep but I I'm not going to speak about now or then but what I will say is that I think you know I do think that it can build some character and and build some grit and some fight so um some appreciation you know, if, if, yeah. And just, yeah, yeah. 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 I, 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 I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I, I look back like on my, my dad did or, um, and I'm just like, I, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> right, like, it's yeah, no just,
5: <laughs> yeah. it's
1: just insane to me. Um, I, I, you know, thankful that he did and that it worked out, but, uh, man, you, that what a what a swing for the fences. Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't love my kid but, that much. But when you
4: win it, but when <clears> you win the championship, like that moment that you knew, you know, you see your dad for the first time after you win that first championship, and it's like, uh, you know, like it's oh, worth like, it. Yeah, like yeah. you don't like that's just I don't yeah. know. I'm in it for that kind of stuff too, you know. Well, it's definitely a cool story, and and
1: I'm very very proud of it. I really am. Um, but I do look at the other side and be like, man, Must be like nice. what if it didn't work out, like the farm's gone. The house is gone. Like we're both getting jobs at Walmart or, you know, (laughs) whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, wow, what a, I mean, I think it was a calculated gamble, but it's still a gamble. You know, there's one, one stupid injury, a dumb bone in your hand or something you can't ride anymore. And it's all for nothing. So, um, yeah, I
2: don't know. Pretty wild. <laughs> Very, yeah, scary. It's, yeah, it's it's crazy. And there are other guys, like the the Lawrence brothers. I mean, they basically, I think, yeah. had nothing, you know, and those guys just, you know, it worked out. But I'm sure there's there's lots of stories we haven't ever heard about where it doesn't work right. out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. Um, Jake, I want to touch on, because I do the Pulp Wrap-Up Show, and um, I, I want to touch on some things from the last time you were in studio with RV mm-hmm. in Episode 448 how much of that show do you remember? <laughs> well,
1: I'm gonna tell you that the last hour was pretty blurry, okay.
2: I felt like the last but two or three hours were pretty blurry, but no, okay
1: <laughs> no no, no, no. I, okay, it was the last hour for sure got a little like mathis should have done the right thing and just shut it down,
2: yeah, it got but, hand, uh I think,
1: yeah, it no, it really did it really did. Did you go he back and listen so, um I kind of scrubbed through it a little bit, and I'm like, I can't listen to this. <laughs> <Yep>. This is <laughs> it's way too painful to listen to. I gotta leave it alone. So uh, you know,
2: I'm really glad you said that because I got a lot of hate because Steve asked me about it before I did the wrap up show. Like I think the next week when I called in or where he, he said, mm-hmm. "What do you think?" Or no, I guess you guys were in and RV kind of went off on me. I was like, Yeah, I'm it, struggling to get through the show. It's after, yes. after the Mitch Payton interview. That's yes. where it went downhill yes. for me. And then it I was. said that on the wrap-up show, and I got well, I got about fifty-fifty. I got a ton of people like you're a, you're an effing idiot. It was the best show ever. <laughs> and then I got oh, it was the worst show ever. I couldn't listen to it. So it was one of those that was very yes. You know, it, 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 <laughs> it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah, it was entertaining.
1: I I guess from my side,
5: <laughs>
1: we had this whole plan going in. that's like okay, you know, we go there and we have a good time. And it's yep. all fun, and then obviously. Ryan and I are together, so we're just enjoying it. And sure, um, but when we we had this plan, like, all right, we're gonna keep it at like a six. We'll, yeah, you we'll said keep that. Keep it like between a five and a six, yeah. or whatever it was. And then, but we were also told they're like, yeah, we're gonna do a pretty short one. We'll do like four hours. I don't remember exactly what he said. Well, right. then it turned into. I think it was like almost six hours yeah, or something.
2: I think it was one of the longer so, shows. Yep.
1: Yeah, I'm not blaming anybody but ourselves. But <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, we uh, we had a good time, I guess. Yeah, well, well our, that's true.
3: Our listener Greg <laughs> D. Greg D. said Jake was fine, RV was annoying. So we're going to blame the whole thing yeah. on RV.
2: And I said that during the wrap up that RV gets belligerent, and for me, <laughs> that's not fun. That's just not fun. Like Jake was Jake was funny. RV was not very funny. I think I think it's just the personality difference. It is. Yeah. It is. But like, I yeah. Just, well. <sighs> It was tough. And like I told Steve, if I didn't do the wrap up where I had to listen, I would have bailed after Mitch. Like it was just not yeah. fun for me, but I have, there's a couple things that stood out and I never got a chance to ask you. Um, I think a caller called in and asked you and, and Kiefer loved this question. Like what it was like, what it's like living with Nicole. And you had no idea how to answer. I felt like, like, you're like, I, I don't know. And it's funny. Cause
1: I, I talked to Mathis about this, um, and I was like, well, I don't really know what like what what that means. Like, I, don't, yeah. I mean, I've been married to her for what? We've been married seven years. I, I guess I didn't understand his question, and that was pretty deep into the show. Yes. So <laughs> yes. I don't think <laughs> that my my thinking cap was right. quite on straight at that time, and I didn't understand. And even now, if someone asks me that, well, I mean, I married her. Like, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know what you're asking me.
2: Well, and I think you did say something like, like the sex is good. I can't. You said something. I can't remember now. But I no, think I yeah. The question, I, I get it because Nicole is considered one of the hottest chicks, one of the hottest moto wives. So I think mm-hmm. that was the question. Is like, what's it like having a ten? Basically, you know, you know, and I think that's where the guy was going with that. You know, how Kiefer feels about her. Uh, so I think that's yeah. where he was going. And you were just well, like, I, do I don't too. know. He, she's my wife, dude. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say.
1: Yeah, I do too. I mean, I yeah, I I I still don't really know how to answer that question. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I love I love my wife. We have a little family and sure, it's awesome. Life life is good. What we're not complaining. We got a nice spot in Idaho, and I'm staring at the river right now, and oh, i nice. life's good. Awesome. I'm not complaining.
4: Oh uh, my my question was was on the Jake and Coke was uh was how close was that to. Like started a little bit too early at a wedding, and now you're on the dance floor to like a Rihanna song, something like a moment like that. Like how how close is th- was that to like being like super like you're super like, ultimate Gone. drunk. Yeah, like how how close out of Because
2: the TV. At yeah, What level being, was that? Being on a oh. show and being in
4: a what? How is considered, many more drinks
2: would it have taken for you to lose it all?
4: Yeah, well, I mean, being on that show in that moment, it, it exaggerates it because you're doing trying to do something in yes. a show and have le- le- legit well, conversations. Here's, here's
1: here's part of the issue is that you you're sitting there and you kind of like lose track of time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you know, you're moto people, you're talking to moto people. Everybody has the same thing in common. And honestly, like, and I've told Steve this before, like whether you sit there for an hour or you sit there for six, it kind of feels the same because it it just, it flies by and it doesn't feel like you're sitting there for six hours. So um. again, I, I guess I don't really know how to answer that question <laughs> other than fine. you're just sitting there and you're just like, all of a sudden
2: you're like, oh, huh, yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yep. that's how, that's, that's how it felt to me watching uh, it too, like, oop, they're gone,
4: yeah, because, well, the reason I asked, is one time I, I was going to do a claw count on the, on here with us, and I drank, like, three, oh. and it felt like I drank eight, because, like, I was trying to, like, mm-hmm. focus on the show,
2: yeah, so yeah, that's, that's
4: why, that's why I asked,
2: well, they don't, but Jake and R.B. I know, they're not aren't having do, they're to, like, doing anything, run the still, show, so that makes it a little easier, a, being a part of it, all right, Jake, I've, I'm about to let you go, but I've got two more things for You're you, good. Um, one is non-moto related. You and I and, and Nicole have kind of bonded a little bit. We did the better half over the Armchair Expert podcast, Dax Shepard. That's uh-huh. um, a non-moto podcast. I love it. What What is it about Dax Shepard's show that you like? I mean, what What is? How does it relate to you? What do you get from it?
5: Uh, I
1: I I don't know. I, I guess it's probably just the simplest answer is it's just a personality thing. I mean, I, I enjoy listening to some people talking some people. I just, I don't, I I don't know if that's just a a character thing or a personality, but, um, and I just randomly, uh, he has guests on there that I enjoy. Yep. Um, and, but also some that I don't enjoy, um, not to go political, but, um, but you know, he's kind of a, a motorhead and yep. Yep. I don't know. He just, he, he speaks so openly and honestly and yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, I don't, I guess it feels real to me. Exactly. It, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. someone, someone of his caliber and, um, you know, fame or, you know, whatever, like he just feels, it just feels like if him and I met it out back, we could sit there and just hang out. It, he just feels really relatable, I guess.
2: one hundred percent agree. He, he is a big goal for me to get on this show. I have tried. I've reached out to Castillo and uh, his, mm-hmm. his stunt man Steve DeCastro, Castro uh, had him on, but I haven't gotten there yet, but one day, yeah, he, he's gonna I'm gonna get him on, then I'm gonna be done. That'd be the end of the end of the Moto X-Pod show.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I did. I listened to uh, when I was driving to California. Um, I actually listened to the, um, he did one with, uh, Daniel Ricardo.
2: Oh yeah. That was good. Yep.
1: Yeah. And, and he, I remember Ricardo asked him if, uh, if he watched supercross and he said he did. So I don't know, maybe, maybe he said, I think he said he just started watching it or something, but maybe, maybe you're getting closer.
2: Yeah. Well, I know he's been at to a couple of the Anaheim ones, uh, mm-hmm. in years past. And then obviously, you know, like. He rides. I mean, that's how he broke his ribs or whatever. And with with Castillo and, uh, you know, in in the Chips movie, he was a former freestyle supercross rider or whatever. So, yeah, there's some background there. I'll make it happen eventually. But my last question uh, or just last topic is I mentioned Richard Cutback, who owns um, South Central here in East Texas. He mentioned there's a possibility that you guys are working on you coming out here and doing a clinic. I know nothing is set in stone, no schedule. But if you were to do a clinic in East Texas – Like what kind of, what is your idea of how that would go? What would you touch on? Fundamentals? Uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. I mean, I do, I've been doing, which I was actually working on it a little bit today. I've done, this will be the fourth year I've done, uh, my own camp, um, here, here in Idaho. And it's gone really well the last three years. And, um, I call it camp 12. Um, and so, you know, it's something I enjoy doing. Um, and, you know, and also I go help out RV at his camp. And, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know what? I, I love motorcycles. I love motorcycle racing. It's, you know, I know it's, it's something that I know more about by far than anything else. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy doing it and, uh, I guess really, it, it kind of changes what we focus on, just depending on the group of of people that we have. But I was always brought up um, really strict, like fundamentals and and stuff like that just just riding technique and body positioning and um, and and I'm a believer in that, so I would say that that's the core of it. Okay. Um,
2: I need you some know, of that, where, so maybe I'll sign up. Yeah,
1: well, most people do, honestly. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I still, to this day, like, I don't ride a motorcycle. Well, no one does, but, I you know, I'm far from perfect. And I still, when I ride, I'm like, uh oh, what are you doing? Why'd you do that? You know, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so, I don't know. That's how I was raised. Um, it worked for me. I know it's worked for a lot of uh, athletes. And I would say that, like I said, that's absolutely the core of it. Um, and then there, there's some spin off from that depending on the, in particular rider or, or the group or whatever it may be. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of it is fundamental, um, how well, can, you're riding the bike. Yeah,
3: yeah. I got a real quick question about the, the classes. Can you touch on how do you do that when you have a group of people, they're all going to be different skill levels. You'll have some kids that are at the top mm-hmm. of their game, trying to go to Loretta's and all that kind of stuff. And you'll have some kids who yep. are just starting. How do you deal yep. with like because you just met him usually like one, maybe yeah. two days, how does that work yep. out?
1: um so th- you are right, that happens every time. um the last couple of years, just for example, just to touch on what you're saying is I, yeah, I've helped uh chance Hymus. oh yeah, um and he's there every year, and i I spend some time with chance and um you know been been working with him for a couple of years. So I'll have a guy like him. And then, like you said, a guy that, you know, is really just getting going or or a girl. Um, But basically how we do it is I always have it's more than just me. Um, and I and I measure that basically on the amount I keep track of how many people are signing up. And then I'll add coaches as necessary to try and keep. I, I split them up in groups, you know, whether you want to call it ABC or you, one, two, three, what, what I try and split them up by skill level. Not, not so much by bike size. Um, definitely more bike size when it gets to the mini bikes, but uh, you know, even super mini 85 to a big bike, I don't really care about that. If I split them up in groups more on skill level. So every year, um, I'll let them ride in the morning and do a warm up, and, um, you know, I'll have a pen and a pad and, you know, I send them out in the morning in bike size groups and then I start putting numbers together and start putting them, you know, which group should be together based okay. on skill level. Cause you know, if, if I can do that, then I'm kind of preaching the same message to the majority of them. It's cool. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And then, and then, like I said, I, I have, I always Brock Tickle's done it with me at all three years. I've had him come up and help me. Um, this year, I'm gonna have uh, RVs gonna come help me, and then um, depending on if Tickle is racing outdoors or I'm not really sure what he's doing, but he'll be back. And then if I need another guy, um, I always try and get somebody that's been there, done that, and has experience. So. I always make sure to have some good, knowledgeable coaches and people that, you know, like I said, been there, done that. So, awesome. uh, and then, and then we just sit there and rotate groups. Um, my camp that I've done and I'm doing again, um, we do, there's, it's always been three coaches. There's a potential that I might add a fourth coach this year. And it's a three day camp. And usually, at least at, at bare minimum, each group will see each coach twice a day.
2: Cool. At nice. minimum. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, if you guys are in the East Texas Oklahoma area, area keep your eye out at South Central's Instagram and uh, once those things get if they get finalized, sign up. Uh, I live about an yeah, hour. Yeah. I think
1: it'll. I think it'll happen. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but no, I good. think that one will happen. Um. But yeah, it'll be it'll be closer to around the loretta time he um, has
3: a uh, track like a replica so that would be yeah
1: so i think i haven't talked to him about it much but he asked me if i'd be interested and um and so yeah we we've had a little bit of conversation but i think i think that that's something that will happen and then you know my my personal camp will be a little bit earlier in the year
2: okay yeah jason anderson did that last year at the loretta's track there their replica track and Mm-hmm. I rode that track this weekend. It was not prepped, but I'm pretty sure I set some track records. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably for the I don't doubt it. Oh, you yeah, probably the around. slowest four fifty vet rider of yeah, okay. all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. But all right, Jake, hey man, it's been a pleasure finally getting a chance to get you on the show. Absolutely. Really enjoyed yep. it. Um please tell Nicole we said hi and uh I will. Hopefully we'll see you out of South Central sometime this year.
1: Yep, no problem. Glad you guys uh had me on.
2: Yes, sir. Take care, buddy. Thanks. Alrighty. thanks, guys. Right. Awesome, that was fun. to Have Jake on. Yeah, Jake's awesome. He's even
3: better when he's sober.
2: <laughs> Just <laughs> well, of yeah, I think he, he had a lot of good stuff. Uh, you know, people talk about like when he's on pulp, right? They go some of the complaints with Jake are he takes a long time to answer. He wasn't like that tonight. So, like, I think yeah, with,
4: it's not that it's it's not that I don't think it's the taking a long time well, to answer because I like about it. is he's I, he's
2: methodical. It's
4: just like trying. I think it's like getting to the point is what. Yeah. Like, but I I do like that he fully answers the question because I mean yeah he's
2: great yeah he's awesome great guest. Um, Okay, let's take our second commercial break and we will be back with Max Anstey. machines so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their chain lube, two-stroke premix, polyclean, and many other products. Use promo code Moto X to support the Moto X Pod show.
4: Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock socks The number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the Burr webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today.
2: If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom painted helmets jeremy mcgrath damon bradshaw jeff emig all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom painted helmet i was always envious i mean i knew i'd at least look faster with a custom lid now you too can be like your favorite riders be one of the cool kids kirk hunter from extreme colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered for only 395 dollars you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at extremecolors. That's X T R E M E K O L O R S. Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X Pot Show sent you, as always. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait, what what was that? It's the Supercross guy's voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want
3: complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at WilliamsMotoWorks. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at WilliamsMotoWorks. That's WilliamsMoto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com.
2: Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. <laughs> Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto x show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. Trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better.
0: What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Henticam. I'm here to tell you about Aturibus USA. For decades, Aturibus has been the leader in motorcycle plastic accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull Factory KTM, Factory Kyle Saki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to aturbyusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440, and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pazzo
2: Next up tonight, brought to you by Torque One Racing, Torque One Racing is providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, and more. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tonight, Torque One Racing brings us for the first time HEP Motorsports Max Anstey. What is up, Max?
6: Oh, just uh, just getting the last little bits ready, and um, I did a, did a bit of riding today. Um, just in getting everything packed up and ready to go to to Atlanta. So. Looking forward to it gonna be a different one for everyone, so I'm yeah. definitely looking
2: forward to it are so you say you're looking forward to it, but was the break a much needed break, or would you have rather kept the flow going and kept racing
6: um no i i, I think I think the break was was good because i could I could re kind of evaluate everything you know i've only done five races and mm-hmm. they were all pretty back to back um so i had a little bit of time to then analyze things and go away and, and try to work on a couple of bits it, it it was definitely i think um a positive for me um i i actually got back from texas and on the monday i woke up with a sore throat mm. and i was like oh no Uh-oh. i've got covid or something <laughs> Went and got a covid test and was negative was fine um then my wife she she got sick literally a few days later so to actually to have a cold like just a normal I mean luckily I didn't didn't lose my taste or 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 anything like that I was just um just stuffy for for a few days so actually it came at a good time because it gave me that week to just kind of chill get over having a cold then uh then I the second week I actually was able to get some good riding done, you know, I got four okay. days of, of solid work done and and some gym stuff that even gym and cycling that I didn't get to do much before because I was injured and then I literally got back on the bike, did two days and then got thrown in the depender in in <laughs> Orlando. So I didn't really get much time to 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 go back and do some base work because as soon as you start racing, it's just recovery, ride race again, you know, you, you don't get to go and actually work on yourself a little bit. So I, I, I'm good. I'm, I'm definitely, um, definitely happy. We've had a little, a little break now so we can see if we've made some gains going into Atlanta.
2: Awesome. I like the answer. Um, we had Dustin pipes, your team owner yeah. on before the season started, he spoke super highly of how well you were riding, like how impressive it was. He'd go right out and start jumping things. and seem super smooth. Yeah. And then on press day at Arlington, the Friday before the first Saturday, I was watching you and, like, you know, that that long rhythm lane. Um, a lot of the guys were going through there, and you could hear them revving the bikes and just, like, you could hear them hit the, hit the jumps and rev the bikes. And when you went through, the bike just seemed so smooth. Like, it was never high RPM. It just seemed like you had this flow and this momentum. Is that... My imagination is that something you work on is that something with the Suzuki. It just sounded so different than every other bike out there.
6: Well, I don't know people. People can just say I'm a Euro, you know. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I, I'm I, you okay. It might be different, but it might not be a, a, a good thing. I'm kind of trying to learn from the Americans, you know, and and I, I'm saying to the to the team and to the guys like, geez, I need to be more more aggressive, more you know, more loud in, in a way because you know, th- that's how the top guys are. And it's just a different style. And for me, it's definitely been, um, a, a lot to learn, which I expected anyway. But, um, unfortunately I, I, I literally crashed the, the baby before we were flying to the very first, to the first round, right. um, of, of the season. So I, I missed, I missed like six races and, and then to get thrown in the deep end mid season, isn't isn't easy but i had to just kind of stick to my plan try and hit my marks do my laps and and then take each time i'm out there take as much information as i can to try to yeah to, to to progress each week and and that was kind of one of the things that yeah okay i might be on the smoother side and i might have been on the softer side with the suspension and things like that but it's kind of hard because we're we are the only suzuki team All and right. We, we, everyone in America or all the Supercross riders, they train on their own tracks. You know, they have test tracks. So, so Honda has their test track. Kawasaki has their test track. And, and so that means I don't get to go to Glen Helen on a Thursday and kind of gauge myself against everyone because I'm not, it's not outdoors. You know, I'm not there going, oh, okay. Oh, we're, we're, we're good or we're not good. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like I, I, I'm i going to Elsinore and to State Fair and, and these tracks going, yeah, I feel good, but I don't know what good is. You know, I don't really know what's what it's going to be like when we get to the race, and then and then it's like, okay, it's a it's completely different when we get to the race. It's way ruttier, it's way steeper, and all of that stuff. So so yeah, I, I definitely think the the smoother style obviously is has come from my outdoor experience and and racing the GPs. Um, but but on the other hand, is it yeah, I can say it's it's good, but it's it works well in certain areas. But you know, at the end of the day, the top the top American guys at Supercross are the best of the best at what they do, and they are aggressive, and they are loud, and they are you know pinning it. So it's something that yeah, I I've been I've been working on to be honest, trying to become more American in a way. <laughs> that's
2: that's a great answer. I wasn't expecting such a detailed answer on that. That's I, I love that answer. That's fantastic. Yeah, kind of kind of going
4: with the the team question a little bit. No, I think we've had everybody a part of that team, including the owner, on on here. Oh yeah, and uh, they all they they all seem to really enjoy working all with right. you, and they had stories about like you doing a quad first day and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, and I really like the dynamics of the team. I like the sponsors. I like what y'all what y'all bring. It doesn't
2: get any better than Seven Deuce Deuce. Yeah,
4: yeah no, exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that was one. Uh, I was going to ask what your favorite part and what it's been like to work for that team.
6: Well, I mean, I mean, bringing up Seven he he's great. He's he's entertaining. Uh, I, I mean, even today, like, ah, uh, it's just so nice to have him back at the track. Like, I, I've missed him.
2: Yeah,
6: um, I've missed him. Not not being around. So, um, no, I, he's he's so much fun to be around. But also, like the other side of it, he is professional. He he does a lot of people see see him on on Instagram or whatever, and 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 he's loud and he's a rapper and he does his thing, but he does his work as well so so it it's a good it's a good mix because you know uh, we can go and do our laps we do our motos and and also actually enjoy being there instead of it being super serious and and you know all the time business it's business when we put the goggles on um so no it, it it's been it's been actually great having him around um my my crew chief Clark um Clark Jones um and and my mechanic Dave Die they've really um helped me with they've got a lot of experience so they've really helped me with the supercross like to try to point me in the right directions even even just with the bike and 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 <clears throat> even just looking at the track and seeing like i i don't know the kind of direction to to go with settings or or whatever um uh, that's that's been you know those two guys have really uh have really been been a solid rock for me there um on outdoors it's different you know i go to an outdoor track and i know exactly what i want to do i know exactly how i want to feel and i'm like okay no do this 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 um but on supercross it's it's hard to know because i mean i'm getting better now but in the beginning it's like i, I don't know what a good supercross bike feels like yeah. so i don't know i don't know what is good i don't know if it's meant to kick like the whips <laughs> or if it's if it's normal or if it's my line or if it's my technique you know so it's it's one of those where they've really they've really helped me with that um so no, it's 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 been good. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to having Adam back at the races. Um, but no, we're, we're we're getting work done and we're doing the best job that we can.
3: So uh, we have a listener question here, Moto Limited <laughs> Network. They want to know how much different is your bike this year from last year's bike.
6: Um, it's the same. Same. Well, I, I uh, know the
3: Suzuki is the same, but we didn't know if there was any. Yeah, no. I, yeah,
6: no. It's exactly the same. The you. the engine. It is exactly the same as my outdoor bike in 2020 um, the only difference is my suspension um, we went from olins to Showa and obviously supercross so it's a lot stiffer um, so the the suspension is the biggest part but as far as chassis um, linkage all of that stuff I've I actually managed to do a lot of that testing last year through outdoors um so so yeah that all of that stayed the same i haven't changed my gotcha. subframes and and you know the, the balance of the bike um is exactly the same and the actual engine um is is the same as outdoors the only difference is uh, slightly different mapping and uh and some gearing obviously to give it a bit more hit right. coming out of the turns um but again yeah i i developed a, a lot of well i did a lot of the testing obviously with with this outdoor for for outdoors last year um and again, that kind of maybe leads back to the smoothest kind of way that you were talking about earlier. That is kind of i i I knew from experience that I want the bike easy to ride not mm-hmm. not like it's ripping my arms out um so okay, maybe I am on the softer or the the smoother side um but yeah we're 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 making progress, but no as as far as it goes like that suspension and and stuff is the the main the main changes, suspension, gearing, mapping, things it's, like
3: that. So coming into Supercross, obviously starting a little bit behind, but I think a lot of the media and a lot of people w- didn't know what to expect from you, didn't. And I think that you have like raised some eyebrows or, or actually like gone farther than what a Rest. lot of people, a, a, a lot Rest. of people like expected from you. Yeah. Was two. just kind of a two part thing was the people doubting you did that help or hurt? And then, do you walk around with your head a little higher now because you showed them all up? <laughs> um,
6: I no. I to be honest, I I'm I'm experienced enough in 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 the world championship and racing GPs and and but when I look back at you know I, I've I've won GPs in in the 250 class. I won the last moto that I did. Um, in GPS in in Lommel in 2019, I won the Microsoft nations in 2017, and I'm not like sat here tooting my own trumpet. But <clears throat> I've learned to just focus on myself. Like I really don't care. Not that I don't care. It's just it's only un- it's not important. I I'm I've learned to separate the important from the unimportant. And and in Europe it's slightly different because maybe you speak a different language to someone that's talking shit or just doesn't really know i I don't know if someone's talking about you they might be talking italian or might be talking french (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) you you don't you don't understand it so so even you know coming here if i you know at the end of the day all i can do is stick to my plan which is me and the bike execute and hit my marks do my training do my work make sure that i've prepared as well as i can and then I go and ride my bike and, and race my bike, and 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 it's the same thing. Like I was talking about this with someone the other day. It it's even like people say, "Oh wow, it's great you've you've made it into the main event each time through the heat races and and things." And oh, it must be like a lot of pressure or whatever. And I'm like, look, like all I'm doing, I, I genuinely don't even look at who's in my heat. I don't really. Care, whether it's Eli Pemak or Cooper Webb or Ken Roxton, I have to just execute my plan on the start and do my race. And if my performance is good and I make it into the main, fantastic. You know, I might have a great performance but hit the gate or crash in the first turn and come from last to tenth or or be running great and then have my wheel break or something silly like like what happened to Dean Wilson before. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't know. And then you might have to go to the LCQ and then the same thing in the LCQ. It's still a race I'm going now. I will race as hard as I can. You might have a great race, but come from last to fifth and not make it. Or you might have a great race and bleed it and win by 10 seconds. You, you know, right. you you can't control right what other people are doing. So, so I, I basically, I, I've, I've learned throughout my career to just focus on the important stuff, which is what I need to do and focusing on the process of what I need to do to actually perform well. And yeah, I, I mean, you can, uh, okay, it's great. Yeah, we, we've I've been making it into the main mainline racing, but I I also I want more. I, I want to get inside that top ten. I want to be battling consistently awesome. with with the top the top guys. You know, it, it's not like I've come in and gone, oh yeah, I got a thirteenth. That's fantastic. It's great. We made progress. We did this, this, this right. Here's where we need to work on. Let's go back to the drawing board and, and keep keep plugging away. You know, that's that's all we can do. We we put oh, yeah. more Amen, thought
3: brother. into your heat races and all that kind of stuff playing fantasy than what you do as the real <laughs> racer.
6: <laughs> yeah, right.
3: yeah. I look at I look at well, Hansty's in this one. He's been making it. Cause I don't know if you pay, keep up with fantasy or not, but we all play like crazy.
6: Yeah. I I, I don't I, I actually don't and I don't understand it. But I, even my crew chief plays it. Yes. And um. He was all he was all bummed after the last race because he goes, God, I had you for twelfth and you got thirteenth. Why didn't you pass that? Guy? And I'm like, I'm yeah. like, you had me for twelfth. I'm like, you're my
2: crew chief. Yeah. I'm like, i like, why didn't you have me for top five? That's like, awesome. God. Hey, yeah, you can. We always tell the story. Adam Sinserillo was on Pulp and Bex uh, two years ago, maybe. And he was at the time big into playing, and he's like, "Hey, I'm out there on the track, and I'm about to pass whoever." And I realize, "Oh, that guy's on my team. If I pass them, it's a penalty point." Yeah, yes, <laughs> he said it was getting to be too much. He was he was thinking about it while he was racing. So yeah, we're we're all obsessed with it. But um, hey, I wanted That's to step, step back a few uh, minutes ago. You mentioned the crash before going to Houston, where, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you you hurt your lower back and lower back injuries back injuries in general can linger for a long time um was there anything significant done was it something that you still feel effects of ever
6: um well i actually so so what i did was i ended up um for one reason or another um going over the bars And, um, and, and I, I broke a transverse process is what they call it. Okay. Um, so it's something in your It's like a little wing thing, but to be honest, the back was fine within three or four weeks. It really wasn't that bad. Okay. The muscles were slightly strained, like it, but it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Luckily that area that I, I hit and broke was more for twisting. Okay. So on on a bike, okay. As long as I wasn't doing any crazy scrubs um i was i was actually okay um the, the the thing that was hurting and it still like aches a little bit now is my hip like mm. that just because it's all connected yep. you know and and it's like we you know as soon as you're good enough to ride a bike you're back on it and you're <laughs> pushing and then it's like okay it needs to it needs to stop and recover but yeah you you, you know you, but uh, no honestly it's nothing. Um. Nothing to to write home about right now. Okay. It, it's everyone's got little niggles and little things. I'm. I feel. I feel better than. Yeah, you know, what I have done obviously since I've crashed and I'm. I'm getting back to as fit as what I was before the season. But yeah, before the season I felt really really good. Yeah. Um. But it's just one of those things.
2: Well, I'd also read. Did Did you have a spontaneous spontaneous pneumothorax this last year? Oh.
6: Yeah. Okay. So that was actually in yeah. Explained yeah, I've had
2: three that's a punctured long for anybody that doesn't oh, know. I was like, what? Or a collapsed long. <laughs> okay. I've had yeah. three of those and none of them were spontaneous. They were all from hitting the ground. Yeah, how do you want. spontaneously? That's <laughs> what I want to know. What was the like how'd they explain that?
6: Okay, so um so in 2019, um I crashed at the the Lommel GP. Actually the, the very last GP moto that I did, I, I was leading, um, I crashed Landed like really hard on my side and my ribs. Mm-hmm. Like was winded really bad, but I got back up because I was leading. And guys are passed me, and I was like, "I'm not fucking getting beat. I've <laughs> got to get back on." I got and 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 I got back up and I passed him and I won the race. So I ended up winning the race and I didn't. I didn't think anything of. It. I just thought, "Geez, I'm like I'm beat up right now." So we had two a two week break. Well, in the two week break i i didn't i didn't go to the doctor or anything because i thought well i won the race i must be fine i'm just like i'm just feeling a bit stiff well i went to the next racing in italy and and rode in the time training in the, in the qualification and put a heater lap in and literally i felt like i was getting stabbed in the chest mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god my ribs out or something and i was trying to like get my rib put back in eventually like i tried to race the qualification race on saturday and like i could barely breathe i pulled straight off the track and i went straight to the it's not the asterix medical unit in europe but it's the the same thing the medical the medical tent um i I went in there and they did loads of x-rays and of scans they couldn't find anything then they did a ct scan and they were like uh yeah you've collapsed your lung so i was like okay so i went to the hospital in italy and they didn't do anything all that they said they said it's not just not big enough to to like drain it or put a tube in yeah um so we're just going to leave you for a few days um but you're not supposed to travel or fly or, or any of this stuff so um I, I i they said it's it's normal after a car crash let's say um for two weeks two weeks after your lung can collapse so basically i hit it hard and my lung collapsed two weeks later. So okay fair enough got over that like 10 days or, or something later I got over that um the rest of the world championship were go- was going to China and I wasn't allowed to fly so I missed the last two rounds of, uh, oh. of the championship so I was like oh well okay it's a bit of a bummer but I I, I still won the last motor that I did yeah. didn't think anything of it um until I uh I was up riding at Mumford's track right now now I I've been I'd been to Colorado I'd obviously pushed really hard at elevation there like no no stress with anything i was riding at mumford's track i i did literally a warm-up and a 10-minute motor i stopped was talking to my team i'm not joking i was just stood there talking and i felt all of a sudden like i got stabbed in the chest and i knew what it was this time because i knew the 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 pain or the the feeling and i was like oh crap this is not good um so i phoned i phoned dr ryman um because oh, Dr. Ryman's looked after me and, and obviously being at the races, like he's great. So he got me straight in to see a specialist down here in Southern California. And, and they said that I had these from, so basically from where they didn't put a tube in, in, in Italy. So basically your, the outside of your lung is like sticky, like Velcro, let's say. Um, well, when it gets plated if they don't get it back to stick on the outside of your chest wall or whatever, if they don't, normally they drain it. If they, Mm -hmm. if they drain it quickly, it it keeps its stickiness. So what's happened is my lung has kind of lost a little bit of its stickiness because they, they left it for three or four days and didn't, they didn't even do anything to get it back up. And where I'd hit it before I, or they said that I've got these blebs that they call them. They're basically (laughs) like blisters basically like blisters on the top of your lungs it's where you where i've punctured it before and also where i've grown and your chest and lungs have grown at slightly different pace that the guy said to me literally 75 percent of males um have have these have these bled you'll never know about it it's only that because you've had a nemothorax you have a 70% chance of having another one if you've got these blebs. So basically what happened up, uh, up at Mumford's is one of these blisters on my lungs decided to pop and, oh. again, slightly collapse my lung. Mm-hmm. So so this time the doctor said, look, you can leave it and it will fix itself again, And you but you may have it again and you won't know when. You you could literally be – he said, I've had football players. I've had football players play a game on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, be sat on the couch on Monday – and their lung collapses, yeah. and they're like, "What, what just happened?" And, and like, literally, it's because of these blebs. Um, the blisters just pop on your lungs. So he said, "Right, well, I'm going to go in do a surgery." Um, so I had to have um, two weeks off. But he said the surgery is very invasive, but the recovery is really quick. Hmm. So he goes in, he cuts out these blisters, basically staples your lung back together. Put some you've sugar on in, it. Yeah, you've got to sit in hospital for three days with a tube in your Oof. in your side. But then once it's out, once it's out you'll be good within 10 days. So yeah. I was like I was like screw it just do it now and then I know it's not going to come back again. So yeah, that's the, that's the long long story to that, but it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one.
2: Can you imagine that's, driving down the road yeah. and that happens? I mean, well, cuz my my last one when I crashed Bradshaw's bike, <laughs> that there was no I didn't get a tube either. It was it was yeah. like they said, "Oh, it's such a small puncture, you don't need a tube." That has me yeah. thinking, like, w- wonder if that's why I struggle to breathe all the damn time now, anytime I do anything, or if I'm just in that bad of shape. What, are you over there making well, fun Well, we're uh, making fun of there's you for crashing Bradshaw's bike. There's a quote that's called, I got blisters on my fingers, and
4: I just I got blisters on my lungs. And Shut realized, up. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they,
6: they said, the, the doctor that I saw, the specialist that I saw, said, because you're an athlete, he said you should even if you when you get a nemothorax you need to get it drained because it's the best way for an athlete if you're huh. uh you know if you're not you know gonna you're good dark side like, yeah, so he is not, not an athlete. athlete so he's good <laughs> but yeah like if you're pushing all the time you're you're like cycling as hard as you can and things like that it can it can aggravate it okay. so yeah it's so, yeah, crazy." It, it, and it's not fun with the no. lungs, with the breathing. It's definitely not um, not a nice feeling. And and the thing was, I drove back from the track and I said to my wife, I phoned her, and I said, yeah, I think I've I've punctured my lung again. She goes, no, you haven't. Come on, we're going to <laughs> yeah. lunch. Yeah. And she goes, come on, I'll meet you at the promenade. We'll go to lunch. She's like, quit and being I'm a like, pussy. Oh. <laughs> I, I literally, I was at lunch with her. And I'm like, I literally can't breathe, Millie. I yeah. just, She goes, no, you'll be fine. Anyway, I went to see the doctor the next day, and I said, I told you it was punctual. Right. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. It's funny. The second time I did Uh mine was at Swan and Tyler, and I was like, oh, I'm struggling to breathe. Uh, My elbow, I thought I'd broke my elbow. I was positive I'd broke it because I could not move my elbow. So I had my chick drive me home. So let's go to the hospital and just get it checked out. (laughs) And uh, I'm in there, you know, and I, I was texting my boss. This was on a Sunday. I said, like, hey, I'm probably going to be <laughs> late to work tomorrow. I'm I'm pretty banged up. I'm going to sleep in. I uh, may have broke my elbow, waiting to find out. And they come in, and they're like, hey, uh, you have a fractured collarbone. You're, uh, both the bones in the collarbone were broken and a nemothorax. And I, I didn't even know what that meant at the time. He's like, no, you have a collapsed yeah. lung. And I was like, no way, dude. I'm fine. Yeah. And and my collarbone <laughs> can't be hurt because I was moving my arm. I was like, look, I'm moving it. He said, like, I don't know what to tell you. You have a, a collapsed lung and a, a broke collarbone, and you're going to surgery right now. So, yeah, it's crazy how those things work sometimes. Um, yeah. All right, let's get off the injuries. Yeah. I've got two more questions for you. Scotty's got one. I've got one. Go ahead, Scotty. Um, so you
4: spent a lot of time with the GP guys, and you obviously have been over here for a while now. What You said it took you a time, a, a little bit, to get used to Supercross and stuff. Which GP guy do you think would do the best in Supercross? That's a good
2: question. Geyser. Prado. Oh,
6: Prado, Prado, I did dancer, not expect yeah. Prado. Yeah, yeah. Prado, um, he's he's already. Uh, you know, he's actually done a little bit already over here with um, Troy Lee back in the day on a mm. 250. He's he's very technically good. There, there's not there's not too many of them, honestly. The the French guys get to ride supercross. The yeah. French are always pretty good. That's why they get to come over. Right. Um, and and there's a few here and there, but honestly, um, a, a lot of them because they do outdoors so much it's so different and the yeah but definitely i definitely think prado prado could come over and, and, and do really well oh wow that's,
2: that's i like that yeah uh, okay so my last question i like to you know personal stuff a little bit uh coming over from you know overseas change, take basically relocating your entire life and your wife millie comes with you um how does she feel about you know being in the u.s being so far away from home uh, you know, going from race to race? Is it something she's just used to? Does she enjoy it? Or are there times when she, I mean, she gets homesick?
6: Well, I mean, it, obviously, um, no, she loves it. But obviously with COVID, it would have been nice to have, like, some friends and family come over, even mm-hmm. just to watch some races. You know, like, I, Supercross is so sick. I want my mom to come over and watch. I want I my that. friends to come over. Like, I'm yeah. like... Unlike, I'm like you won't believe how sick this place is. Like when when we went to Daytona, I was like, you just do not believe how big this stadium, this grandstand thing is, this NASCAR track. Like and and the the one in Arlington, like the stadium was huge. Yeah. Um. But no, M- Millie loves it. She, obviously, we would like to see some more family and, and 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 friends. But as far as it goes with the racing side, you know, she, she's been she's been with me throughout all of the GPS, and and there's a lot more. A lot more travel over there like she she had a lot more to do in Europe kind of because there was a lot more planning of the travel even at the races like like people people over here say oh you know like Millie's always doing stuff for me and I'm like yeah because we're we're a team and Mm -hmm. we've been doing it like that in in Europe for for years you know like in in Europe you have a Saturday which is like a qualifying day so you have a, a free practice for 20 minutes then you have a time training for 20 minutes so if i come in after 10 minutes and the the mechanics are changing a wheel or changing changing things i'll go up upstairs in the pit lane and change my gloves and change my goggles and millie will be there with all that like with all that stuff make sure i've got a drink make sure i've got a towel you know it's there's a lot more going on and she's like a lot more involved whereas here in the states because it's one day and, and the mechanics just goes down to the start and it, everything's so clean as well <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, not yeah. like she's got to she doesn't clean up anything it's like in europe there's, there's a ton of crap that you've got to clean after each race it's like okay i need to recover where's my protein drink where's this where's this and like da, da 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 and yeah so but honestly she's loving it um you know it, it's it's one of those things where america's I, i'm lucky that she loves america as as much as i oh, that's i've always loved america you know you know i i've loved america ever since i was i was a kid and, and I got to come over here okay when I was fourteen fifteen I did some amateur stuff I did one year of of supercross you know i lived out here with my dad for five six years and 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 even throughout throughout my g p career there was many times when i'd come out here and train in the winter um you know and i i i loved America and I was always you know, I always called America home for, for, for many years, even when I was, when I was younger. Um, so, so to get back to America, it was something that, you know, when you're in Europe, you go from team to team and, and you get, you know, your contract and you get good money to go to this team and go to that team. And your your focus becomes the world championship, but it's always been something that we've talked about. It's like if the opportunity was there to go to America, You know, let's take it. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, as random as it was, Millie, we were getting married at the end of 2019. She wanted a summer wedding. She'd looked in Italy. She'd looked in France. She'd looked in Spain. She'd looked in all these places. And eventually she came to America. She came to California. She she looked and she settled on a place in, in actually Hollister is uh, where where the old track was. Yeah, yeah. i I wasn't that involved in the wedding planning i was like i was like oh oh sweet oh this is cool yeah so we came out to america to get married in the sun because she wanted a summer wedding and Dustin pipes from HCP called me and was like look you're an hour away when you come and test the bike two days before our wedding i brought a set of boots and a set of gear with me just because i thought i was going to go trail riding with my dad (laughs) i was like yeah. All right. Sweet. I'm gonna I'll come over and I I drove over there. We drove over two days before for my wedding and and for our wedding and I went and tested the bike and and that was the very first time and that's and then it was the deal was done and I never went back. I literally left everything in Belgium. I we were living in Belgium at the time because that's where the team team mm-hmm. was and or I wouldn't say living. I would say that's where we were staying. It, it's Belgium, not the most fun place, but <laughs> but um. You do so much traveling in Europe; it's, yeah. it's crazy. You, you, you say you live there, but you're only there for like two or three days a week. But anyway, it, that was where all my stuff was. My rowing machine was there with my towel on it. My <laughs> shoes were underneath it. And I never went back to that house. I That's literally crazy. left that house. I left that house and thought, oh, I'm going to get married. I'll be back soon. Yeah. And I never went back there. Like wow. Millie had to go back while I was out here trying to, trying to do my training and testing and all that stuff. And she went back and packed everything up and, now, actually, uh, it worked out because Ben Watson, who rides for for Factory Yamaha now, he ended up renting the house and taking it over. So, so it was fine. But it, yeah, I've ne- I've never been back there, and I've just stayed in America ever since. It's it's yeah, it's crazy how it works.
2: I love it. That's a great story. Well, Max, man, uh, it's really been cool getting a chance to talk to you. I appreciate Dustin Pipes getting me your info because I haven't no had a chance to actually meet you and ask for it myself. I'm going to try to change that in Salt Lake City. I'll be at the finals. I got to figure out a way to come by and at least say hi um
6: yeah i'm sure i'm sure it'll be all right yeah definitely try and, uh, try and come
2: over i will i'll do it man but hey i really appreciate you coming on and uh, letting us get to know you a little bit you're you're a great interview i figured that out when you were on pulp and mex a few months ago um you, you, <laughs> great details great stories and uh we appreciate you very much
6: no worries thank you very much I, I appreciate being on and yeah i will hopefully catch up with you in salt lake
2: yes sir take care man and good luck this weekend cheers guys thank you very all right, much see ya. bye that was awesome.
3: Yeah, I like the uh, yeah. You forgot to.
2: I forgot to mute that. Yep. Forgot to oh, well, mute it. it Anyways,
3: good. yeah, the it's European guys coming over is is really awesome. I was surprised with Prado. Like, I I, yeah. I don't know yeah, a lot of the stuff over there, but he's not somebody I've ever. He's, he's a top five. No, what I was gonna say is I I know nothing about his ability to ride supercross. If that makes sense, yeah. right? Sure. So like. We? And nobody's ever – people have brought up different names. We've seen how it went for Geyser. You know what I mean? The people – and I, but that's the one I've never heard brought up. So that was yeah. cool.
2: Good show. Um, I want to thank, again, our title sponsor, Cherry's USA, X-Brand Goggles, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Powerband Racing, Racing, Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, R-Jerky, Williams Moto Works, and Extreme Colors – do not forget the contest. So there's multiple contests going on. If you want to win a set of fly the 2021 Fly Kinetic Mesh Gear, email. Um, no, yeah, go order some blood lubricants. You have all month. We're going to announce the winner the last week of the month. Go to bloodlubricants.com. Order some oil or whatever you want. Chain lube, uh, suspension oil, suspension fluid. Use promo code MotoX, all in caps. Send me a copy of the confirmation or the receipt so I can keep track because whoever spends the most with blood lubricants this month is going to win this set of gear. We also have all these blood lubricant oil uh, products right here. I've got blood bath, blood detailer, and some 10, uh, what did we say it was, 10W, 10W40 ten W oil. Somebody's going to win that by answering a trivia question. Go to MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. Email us your answer. Jake Weimer's second full season. What year was it? What was his best finish? What venue was it? And if he did not win, who did win? Or tell us he won.
4: 250 or 450. You said 450, right?
2: Second full year. so yes, Second full year. So he'd be on yes, 250. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't yep, yep. know if it was his second year. So that's, uh, yeah, a couple of awesome giveaways. I'm going to get You Ballou would not his, have won. What's that? I could have swore earlier he said in the 450.
3: No, you would have answered it wrong. I would have not won.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Baloo, I, I have emailed Baloo. I'm going to get him his, he said it was bloodbath. I'll get you some oil too to make up for the, however, I screwed that up. And if you are a Patreon supporter, I mentioned I'm going to get somebody a set of lucid goggles. So if you are listening to this episode, I'll give you two weeks to email me through the Patreon site, Uh, send me a message on the Patreon site, and I'll just pick up a random winner in two weeks on those. Other than that, guys, anything else? No, that was that was fun.
4: It was a good show. Both both those guys were top-notch and answered the questions really well and gave a lot of good content.
2: I agree, man. I was to a to lot both of fun to guys. do the show uh tonight. Uh we'll do one next Monday night. It will probably be a shorter show. I'm on call. And I won't up, be here. Yeah, you He's, won't be here. We're doing it Monday because of the change in schedules. And I have to do well, we got a race Tuesday. Pope's gonna be Wednesday, wrap-up show Thursday. So we'll squeeze the our show in on Monday.
3: You gonna make
4: it?
2: Uh, I'm gonna try. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, just let me know. It, it was it,
4: cool. It was. I don't know what it is, but it, to me, talking to like the time we talked to Dunge and Weimer and those guys, to me, I don't know why that hits harder for me than it does when he. Like, it's still cool to talk to like you know some of the bigger guys like j Mart and stuff that we've talked to. It's cool then, but I don't know something about like talking to guys like Jake that just it really it's, it makes me glad that I drive out here to do that stuff. That stuff's
2: cool. cool. I feel you. All right, uh, I'm ready to go get some food. So other than that, we're out of here.